Welcome to Have You Got Your Shit Together with me, Caitlin O'Ryan, the podcast that celebrates not having your shit together. On today's episode, we have Aude Longois. Aude is a sound designer and sound artist originally from France, based in Berlin. You can hear her work in films, documentaries and music releases. She also performs improvised live shows within the duet Echo. They create sound for theatre and performances all across Europe. I really enjoyed talking to Aude. We had such a gorgeous chat about what it means to be creative and considering we hadn't met before, it felt like we had loads in common. I came away from it feeling really inspired and I hope you do too. Here's Aude. And you've been there for quite a few years. Yeah, for 12 years. 12 years, wow. Yes. So you went You went to uni there, did you? Yeah, well, I didn't go for university. Okay. Uh, I went just to move yeah. You know, and then I was just like, okay, so I'm just gonna see how it goes. <laughs> yeah, and do you love it? Yeah, because Aunt was saying that you met in Manchester. Yes, but we met through a, a friend we have in common. Well, Anthony knows Amy since oh. well longer than me. Yeah, but um, we met through a common friends, and uh, yeah. So, what is it that you do? Ants tried to explain it to me and I've listened to some stuff on YouTube and it's really cool. But in your own <laughs> words, I always think that's maybe a bit better. Yeah, so um, I would say I work with sound cool. in different forms. So I compose, I can compose some songs with like guitar and voice and mm-hmm. a few instruments up to experiment with AI tools to create weird voices with my partner from Ikeo to do some sound engineering uh, for a film on a film set or do post-production. That's really cool. So yeah. Yeah. That's very Uh, cool. I saw, I saw a clip on YouTube of, it starts with like a washing machine. Yes. And then you're like playing guitar over the top of it. It's it's so cool. It's <laughs> inspired. Great. Okay. So welcome to the podcast. Thank you. So on a scale of shit to together, how are you feeling today? Mildly. <laughs> mildly shit, mildly together. Okay. And why is that? Um, because I have a little cold and it's the end of the week mm-hmm. and uh, I work as a freelancer, as well as I work still at university where I studied as well. Mm -hmm. And uh, it seems like nothing is really done and I have difficulties resting. Wow. That must be really strange working somewhere that you went to university. Yes. Like going back there. How's that? Well, this university was already pretty horizontal. So there was... um, Obviously, there is a level of respect towards the teachers and everything, but this level of respect didn't stop because now I'm working in the admin part. Um, And also, it's like, it's a master that you've done once you have a bit of experience. Mm -hmm. So, also, the students can teach the teachers. Of course. And the teachers can be the students of the students. I really like that. Yeah. Cool. In terms of that then, what would you say having your shit together means to you? Well, my first thought would be like, 
I pay my rent. <laughs> yeah. My sheets are clean. <laughs> yeah. So in that sense, uh, just feeling I on think, top of things. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I would say that work, the thing is like, because from what I understood, it's all about how it appears and how it is, and sometimes the level of stress to keep the shining. Yeah. Um, the sh- oh, I have this word in German, Schaufenster, the front window. Okay. <laughs> uh, like appearances. Nice and bright. Yeah. Yeah. This, yeah. The, the, the work behind it is a bit creating some stress that I create for myself. Okay. Um, like outwardly looking together. Yes. I guess. Yes. Yeah. So are the sheets clean? <laughs> are they clean today? I would say we're, we're good. We're getting there. <laughs> yes. So I guess in that, then it seems quite to do with work and, you know, being able to meet demands and stuff like that. That's kind of how you see having your shit together feels. Yeah, well, now it's kind of moving into work-life balance mm. uh, because I think being healthy with your with your relationship towards work yeah. is the real deal, yeah, you know? absolutely. And so, correct me if I'm wrong, but you're French, you're from France. Yes. And you live in Berlin. Because mm-hmm. from what I hear, the British have the work-life balance absolutely fucked like <laughs> what is it that they say we live to work whereas the french work to live <laughs> it seems like you have it figured out a bit more well of course my culture help mm-hmm. there are some appointments in life that are very important yeah. you know at six o'clock you have to have the aperitif of so course you, you know your day is <laughs> done yeah no, but it's it's funny to to come to this with food but for example this uh, very regulated time to eat yeah. and to meet is is really helping having the the balance mm. and um, then comes more the life in berlin where you kind of do projects and they're a bit for fun and yeah. You can be really thrown out of balance Mm. if you go all in all the time. Yeah. How would you say the cultural experience differs being in Berlin versus being in France? I think I could compare more to between Berlin and Paris because Mm. more like big cities. Yes. In Berlin, you probably have heard about the rents and stuff, Mm -hmm. but it's gone very high lately. Right. But still, when you live there for a long time, you're still like pretty sheltered Mm -hmm. from this rise. So I think that in Berlin, we have the luxury of space Mm -hmm. that in Paris you wouldn't have. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I guess what I know from the cliche, but um, that like, you know, the German culture people like to keep time. Whereas I think over in England, I mean, I'm late for everything. Um, (laughs) but maybe that's just a me thing but um, I just wonder how that differs to France as well well I had to work on on this yeah (laughs) in a professional uh, context especially then I I relax a bit Mm. with friends but it's true that this uh, being on time and then you you become like I become the one being on time sometimes. You've been trained. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But I like this thing of, you know, in France, like 10 minutes late, it's like, 
punctuality and I think it's like those 10 minutes you need to get your shit yeah, together. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. My friends now know if I say that I'm going to be there to expect me at least half an hour later. Um, <laughs> so I think they've started to tell me to meet like half an hour earlier than I ought to so that I'm actually on time. They like lay a little trap nice. for me. Wow. Um, yeah. But I, I love what you were saying about um, like the aperitif kind of thing in France and like food and is that like bringing people together that kind mm -hmm. of thing because that's so lovely in England everyone's like running everywhere so quickly and trying to get there you know um more I guess it's the work-life balance thing you know we're trying to mm. get to the place that we want to be so we'll eat on the tube you know mm. and food is more of a necessity as opposed to what you see in you know Paris or mm. Italy like it's it's the heart of bringing people together mm. Well, I think also it depends in which in which um, society class mm, you find yourself, that's so true. because you know not everybody in Paris or in France eat at the brasserie every that's so true. Yeah. <laughs> at lunch, you know, every day. But it's it's very true that in the evening, at least in my family, it was the moment, the only moment where we would come together. And this is also not in the culture of like. In the German culture, mm. you know, they eat more like bread and stuff. Mm -hmm. And uh, I remember when I did an, my first French-German exchange, like in the evening, they were not, we were eating not in the living room or it was weird for me. Yeah. Yeah, I know that when I start skipping meals, then it's like, oh, I have to be careful. Like, yeah, that's the bell for you're not, me. You're not on top of things. It's a bit of like a warning sign. Yeah, exactly. Do you have with you an object that makes you feel like you've got your shit together? This is uh, my uh, black moleskin. <laughs> like a diary, like a journal? Yes. Okay, yes. cool. Where I write everything. Um, it's like organized chaos. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I followed a little workshop on this from a French woman who was like, oh, this is how I do things. And they were like, oh, this is, those are nice ideas, you know, like to try and dump also mm. your creative ideas or what you read. And I put also, I draw myself my own calendar in it and I only have this. And then I know that it's like, I know that if I'm searching for something, if I work on a sound design for a film where it's mm -hmm. like so many details, I know I can go back to what I wrote because I always write in this. Okay, that's really cool. And not somewhere else. It sounds a bit like, have you heard of bullet journals? It's a bit like yeah, this, yeah. 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 So what, what was like the tips from the workshop that you did? What was the woman saying? It was, because also a lot of people do this bullet journal, but it was more like you don't have to follow all the rules mm. and it's just like as long as you have a little index or where the things are and you can go back and you have uh, you keep it in a way that you want to go back to mm. it's fine I love that I love what you're saying about um organized chaos as well because I similarly use a journal every morning just to do mm -hmm. this thing I called that. morning pages. Morning pages. <gasps> yes. Have you done um have you done the artist's way? Yes. Oh, <laughs> Julia Cameron. 
What a woman. Yes. Yeah, yes. it's changed my life. It really has. Mm-hmm. What I love about it is, so basically morning pages, for anyone who doesn't know what that is, the idea is that you wake up and the first thing that you do is pick up a journal and a pen and you just freehand write everything that's in your head for three pages and you don't stop, you don't comment on it, you're not writing it for anyone, so you're not trying to be funny or anything. It's just honest rubbish. So it could literally be like, I had a dream last night about putting the bins out and now I'm hungry and now that, 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 that. Yes. Because you're doing it for three pages it's amazing how quickly you will focus in on something and what she says is that morning pages force you to get specific you know when someone's asking you how you are so often we'll just be like I'm fine but it's not really specific by by writing it and by getting specific you'll realize oh actually I'm feeling a bit anxious why oh it's because of this thing and then if you're doing that every day if this thing keeps recropping then you'll realize that you need to deal with it do something about it yeah (laughs) so you do that too yes and actually funny enough it's the first time since almost at least two years maybe three that I haven't done them for longer than a week yeah wow so I have actually a new uh yeah a new one to Mm, start again because it's it's crazy how those things can fall off mm. so quickly. I know. And funnily enough, when I when I realised that I haven't been doing that is when, like you were saying before about the warning sign that something's kind of yeah, getting a the, bit yeah. too much. Because yeah. when I feel like I'm waking up and I'm doing that every morning, I feel like I've got my shit together because I'm yes. dealing with my shit. Exactly. This is the first. Yes. And then it feels like I have space also for mm. for other things or for the world or mm. because I had my moment in the morning. Yeah. So I cared for myself before. Yeah. And uh, it's true. Yeah, since two weeks, I, I haven't done it. So that, yeah. that's probably also what I'm missing. Yeah. So have you completed the artist way? Because mm-hmm. I've tried three times and I always get up to week nine and I fall off well it means that week nine is important yeah it does doesn't it (laughs) (laughs) that is what she says she says if you feel a resistance to something it probably means that you should be working on it yes Um, it's okay you can start at week nine again definitely at the beginning of this year it was the first time that I took it most seriously Mm -hmm. I felt so creatively in tune and that's when I started like writing poetry and I started doing like spoken Mm -hmm. word and stuff like that and it really does connect you back to creativity again yes yeah and also I like this um for me that it what was really helpful to do that and I have to thank uh, my friend Linda for introducing Mm -hmm. me to this this is also the woman I'm working with with Ekeo Mm -hmm. and what I it feels like you give the gift of Julia Cameron (laughs) I I know I gave it to a friend I do it too yeah and so it's like okay I received the gift and I gave it you know yeah and it's it's uh it's amazing, um, isn't it? It's amazing yes. watching what it can do for people. Yes, um, and also break down this idea of like the artist, you know, like that you have to suffer. And, and of course, you know, we use our emotions to yeah. to to create. And and there is something very beautiful in the negative mm. uh, emotions. But it doesn't have to be like you can be well in your life, you know. 
as well. Yeah. For anyone who doesn't know what The Artist's Way is, it's a it's a book written by Julia Cameron. I think it, she released it in like the 90s and it was just so successful that it comes back all the time. Ant's just sat here ordering it for himself now. And <laughs> um, she wrote this book basically about creativity and how it, sh- I guess she she started this course for people and she turned it into a book and there's just been, it's changed so many people's lives and it's 12 weeks. And, you know, there's two things that she says that you have to do. Like, you have to. So every day it's morning pages. And then each week you have to take yourself on two or three artist dates. Well, I think it's like one, but you have things to do Yeah, on top of this. Of course. So an artist date would be something just for yourself. You and you're essentially taking your creativity for a date. So that might be like going to a gallery or it might just be cooking really nice food and Mm -hmm. being present in that and then also each week has like a chapter that you read and it'll be on a certain topic such as shame and then at the end of that week you will have tasks to complete and it'll be confronting shame so it'll be confronting the monsters of your creativity for example so that could be a parent or a teacher or someone who's told you you shouldn't be doing it at some point because her argument is that everyone is creative everyone has it within them but at some point people have been told that it's not for them and this is about allowing people to connect with it and you know I think she's got she's got um testimonials from like lawyers who are now screenwriters and stuff like that after having done this course it's yes. amazing isn't it well I think there is nothing wrong being a lawyer and I think no. also you can be really creative yeah. and I like this about the way that also you don't have to completely change your life because it it appears to be such a big thing, you know. Mm. You don't have to change anything. You just have to look at it in a different way or do it with a different attention. Mm. And um, it's, yeah. it's almost like reintroducing the inner child, isn't it? Exactly. So it's not about, yeah. you, like, you don't have to change your day job, but it's just getting reacquainted with... Yes. playfulness and curiosity and mm-hmm. you know it's it's really yeah. brilliant and maybe this can lead to make you quit your day job exactly you know yeah yeah I like that it's easy and it's not capitalistic no it's not it you need a pen and something to write yeah. on it's beautiful there is nothing to buy no no and uh, this I like because it's accessible yes mm. and uh, so many times also we think that we can't do this or that because the access is not here. Yeah. And there are some truths about that. There are some um, glass, yeah. ex- exactly, some barriers. But to be creative most of the time, to do the first steps, you don't need. No. You don't need a big microphone no. to be a good singer. You just need to be brave, like once. And to, yeah. to, to... Or, or have a friend that can yeah. be brave with you. Yeah. A time in your life where you felt like you really had your shit together? I was thinking about this and it's most of the time, it's like, it's not on the timeline. What I mean is that at the time it felt chaotic, but actually, wow. When you look back, yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I would say maybe when I ha- I was studying and having four jobs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that does feel chaotic. Yeah, but worked out at the end or I was thinking also when COVID and its restrictions uh, started Mm -hmm. uh, I was like oh I'm not crumbling 
you know, like actually I'm like, Stop I'm in. fine. Yeah. I'm fine actually. Yeah. And I'm going to stay home. And I, I was not mm. freaking out. Why do you think that was? Uh, because I had, first I was very lucky to have a nice place to be mm-hmm. and to have a real home. Yeah. And also because I needed to stop. It, it was at, a, at some point where I was like going in a lot of directions mm-hmm. and giving my time away for things that were not sustainable and uh, for a day job that, you know, uh, putting me forward. Mm. And this was a moment where I was like, oh, I have some kind of inner peace to take this. Exactly. Because the world was paused. So Yeah. And also like we had this thing in Germany, we stopped working and we had like a small percentage of our mm-hmm. wage still which was good you know but it was very little money and all the freelance jobs were finished and I was like okay good but it's gonna work something's gonna happen it's gonna work and I did my EP at this time actually so you were able to use that time yeah to kind of focus a bit more with a brave friend Amy whom we spoke about before and also other people around me were like brave for me and said okay now it's the time mm-hmm. you do it and we did amazing <laughs> on what you were saying actually like I definitely felt that too it's weird that now I look back to photos of the first lockdown mm-hmm. um you know when they come up uninvited on my uh, iPhone memories yeah weirdly what I feel amongst the noise and amongst the fear and the chaos of what that felt like for the world people had to kind of give into it and just stop and rest almost for the first time and like the skies were clear of planes and like yes it kind of felt like nature was coming back to itself and we couldn't do much so we'd just go out for like one walk and there was just a simplicity that you know the very privileged few could experience more so than the people who were stuck in flats Mm. there was kind of that simplicity that was forced back onto life yes. from having the chaos of chase, chase 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 it was as if the world was just like slow down yeah and we just had to stop in opposition to that then a time in your life where you felt like you really didn't have your shit together um I don't know maybe before I chose to do this university degree this course mm-hmm. at because I moved to Berlin not for this degree right. I moved before. And I was working as a teacher, educator with children, and mm-hmm. it was really nice, but I felt I was a bit a spectator. No, you say that yeah, in English? Yeah, yeah. Of my own life and that wow. I didn't do a lot of agency. Yeah. That it was comfortable. And so I shaked everything. Wow. Gosh, that's <laughs> brave to do that. Do you remember what instigated that? I was like, I'm not in Berlin to just be comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not in Berlin to do the thing that I could do in France. Mm-hmm. And this, I, for me, this is what Berlin is giving me. Like, it's my little, also one of the warning signs, you know, like, yeah. am I really present in what am I yeah. doing? Or it's easier said than done, but 
I definitely relate to that. Um, I think I'll always get to a point of feeling a bit stagnant and then there's just a part of me that's like, do something that scares you. Mm. Remind myself of that often. If I start to feel a bit comfortable, if I start to feel a bit like I'm flatlining a little bit, I'm just like, I need need to do something that just shakes me up a little bit. So I'll go and do like an open mic night or, you know, just something that gives you that Mm -hmm. buzz and that connecting with people is that for me, you know, a way of getting Mm. out of that feeling. Yeah. So that was the um, fire, essentially, that made you make this big decision to kind of turn your life around a little bit. Yeah, it was like, it's a waste. Mm. Oh, I didn't come for this. Yeah. Hey, Ant. Hey. You do a great job in editing this podcast, might I say. If people like the podcast, what do they need to do? Like it. What else? Follow it on social media. And then what? They could share it with every single person they know. Thanks, Ant. You can go back to your corner now. Bye. Three things that make you feel like shit. Scrolling. Yep. <laughs> Why is that? Oh, it's it's this, in a way, it's like this instant uh, gratification of having something new. Yeah. It's like too, too much sweet. Oh my God, that's such a good description. And at the same time, like... Oh, this artist, why wow, they do this super cool thing yeah, and blah, comparing. blah. And at some point I stopped, I removed the apps mm-hmm. of my phone. Mm-hmm. And oh, now I don't have the notifications on. Right. So this helps already. Mm. I remember in, again, in like first lockdown, saying to someone that that was like the first time that I'd actually enjoyed Instagram because... Yeah. It was, everyone was just in the same place. Mm. No one was like on holiday. Like everyone Mm. was just sharing pictures of something that embroidered or like something that baked. (laughs) And it felt very wholesome and very pure. It felt like it had gone back to what Instagram was about, which was just connection Mm. rather than what it is now, especially because it's become reels and advertisement. It's just a bombardment. It's like a sensory overload. Like exactly what you're saying, like the too sweet thing. Mm. Um, And it just leaves you feeling so shit, which is... You know, why I came up with this podcast really was because I wanted it to be an antidote to that. Mm. I just felt like no one's putting the true version of themselves out there. And I bet if any of those people came onto this, you'd see that they don't have it together at all either. No. Okay, so two more. Um, Spiraling negative talk. Mm -hmm. It's a bit the same yeah or like I have a tendency to write endless to the list in my head lists yeah um does that feel like because I would say that that's quite a practical thing that you're doing but does that make you feel like you're not meeting things stressed (laughs) overwhelmed yes yeah yeah yes so yeah those those kind of things are trying to get too much done yeah you know and and um in a way feeling like oh if I do things I'm alive you know so I'm like doing 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 and like a little hamster yeah yeah yeah. my friend my friend has a word for that that she calls it toxic productivity yeah so rather than just being it's like chase chase busy 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 rather than just like taking all of that away and having to sit with yourself yeah and address why you feel like you need that (laughs) yes so this and the third thing I'm tempted to say comparison Mm mm-hmm to compare and be like 
oh, I'm 35, I should be here and doing yeah. that. And I'm not, and look, this person is doing this and that and yeah. uh, is looking like this. And yeah, I, I think it's it's like the three things are very connected, the three they things are, I've yeah. done, because it's, it feels like my head is a bit in this now. It's, it's almost like your internal dialogue of all those things, actually. It's, it's how those things trigger the response within you isn't it? Mm -hmm. Of yeah. not feeling enough, not feeling accomplished enough, not feeling whatever, yeah. you know? It's really funny because this is why I saw it was a really cool thing to do to, to get with you on the podcast because mm. having everything it together it's just like so much a surface thing yeah it feels like a factory actually mm. and what I hope this podcast does for people is that it allows them to like sit and kind of weigh it all up and be like Oh, I'm doing all right actually it's not yeah it's not as bad as I thought it was and also if you listen to other people's everyone's the fucking same like yes yeah yes. yeah and also you know like it's a funny accident a lucky accident that we both enjoy the way the artist way yeah. with, with Julia Cameron but maybe this could be for someone else exactly. or when you speak with another guest it would be another thing that resonates 100 percent, yeah it's like little seeds you know <laughs> for people to take yeah i'm so like that when i listen to podcasts i am guilty of doing it so much on this one is that i'll have little nuggets that i've taken from different places of like quotes and i'm so fucking bad at remembering where they came from um, <laughs> but they stay with me and they do and i say them daily to people like mm. little affirmations almost mm -hmm. that you're on the right track mm. to kind to that three things that make you feel like the shit i i kind of like when i find a solution to a problem like when when we work on something with audio and i have the right microphone and all the cables and mm -hmm. stuff <laughs> it, i like this <laughs> <laughs> i'm getting the vibe that you like to feel organized and on top of things <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Uh, I was a bit chaotic as a child. <laughs> and when I feel very proud when it's Sunday and I rested for two hours. Oof, yeah. <laughs> nice. Um, what, what, what does that rest involve? Uh, me mm -hmm. sitting and not doing a to-do list. <laughs> <laughs> Just being. Yeah. Yeah. When I'm with some friends or I make some people meet and connect and they mm. become really friends. Yeah. Or when I can see that the time I spent with a friend was beneficial for them mm. and they feel better. Yeah. This is... Um, Just connecting. Yeah. You know. And this is this feeling of like, it looks like, it looks like I helped this person that was feeling bad but actually I kind of helped <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you benefited from it you had an alternative yeah. motive yeah I remember I, I went through a real phase that I addressed <laughs> but it was wanting to be the person that people came to to talk about things I, I just love talking to people and like listening and trying to help them and then yeah. it almost became addictive to the point where like I was inserting myself into their problems um and I had to be like okay okay let's just hang on a second who is this for now I feel like it's becoming a bit for me um and it's almost a distraction from my own shit is yeah, yeah feel like that savior complex that I had this is why I love doing this podcast as well it's just I love connecting with people and mm -hmm. having really honest conversation and 
Yes. I, I relate. Okay. Something that makes you lose your shit in a positive and negative way. Um, when I see a really good concert. Mm-hmm. When I feel like the musicians are really good, but yeah. also they are connecting with the audience. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had this experience lately with a Japanese band called Kigakumoyo. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was also not very loud so that people were quiet and I didn't have to wear earplugs for Amazing. once to protect my ears <laughs> <laughs> and I could listen to everything. So this was, I was like, wow, this was the best. What kind of music was it? it I um, I think you'd say it would be psychedelic okay. rock. Psychedelic rock. Cool. Yeah. So yeah. this, this uh, of course, live music or just a day where I feel like I was out on my bike, but at the same time I ate well mm. and then I went to see some friends and I feel like, oh, this was the best day. Yeah, balance. <laughs> the yes. balance. Okay. Yeah. Something that makes you lose your shit in a negative way then? Uh, when something <laughs> technical is not working. <laughs> okay okay yeah uh, I had to work on that like when I connect stuff and it doesn't work mm. and I feel stressed in myself yeah. and then it's like, yeah and is it because you feel a pressure for other people yeah yeah and for me and yeah. I feel like I, I have to deliver mm. where most of the time I don't <laughs> yeah and people would be understanding you know? yeah yeah it was like us setting this up and trying it because this is our first time doing it on zoom as well trying mm. to get all the sound right yes. and you know we were faffing around setting it up and I think I was like worrying about being late and actually people are nice people are understanding yes yeah it's funny isn't it how we put that pressure on ourselves really a moment that you found some shit out about yourself well, have you gone to therapy? <laughs> I have, yes. <laughs> so yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, mm. or also, you know, to go back to Julia Cameron, when mm. you do this thing about jealousy and and when you're like trying to be really honest with you and you're like, oh, actually, like this is not all flowers and hearts, mm. you know? So, but it's good, you know, when it's there, it's like being more honest with yourself. It yeah. just helps. And I heard a thing about jealousy. I'm not sure whether it was from the artist's way it could have been. It's jealousy is almost like a call to action because yes. you are wanting... This is going to sound so obvious how I say it, but it really resonated with me. It's that you're jealous because someone has had the balls and like the cojones to do the thing that your body is reacting and it's like, I fucking wish I could do that. I wish I was brave enough to do that. I wish I could get that for myself. Mm -hmm. Similar to what she says about anger, this is definitely from the artist's way, which is that anger is a call to action. Um, So if you're feeling it, you should act on it. Yeah, Yeah, this was really good also to view those feelings as Mm. something positive. As signs, exactly. Yeah, and and also not suppress, suppress, you know. Yeah, and she says about anger, don't act with act on or something like that Mm. yeah so don't let your anger out in like a ah way be like okay I'm gonna do something yeah well screaming in the swimming pool is quite good oh have you done that (laughs) yes (laughs) oh my god amazing (laughs) how how did the other swimmers find that 
Well, they, the, the sound travel in a different way. So, you know, you can also like the flash, flash and thing at the same time. I think it's fine. People weren't jumping in trying to save you from a shark or anything like that. No. No. If, if you really are inside, it's fine. Yeah. Cool. Oh, that's a good tip. I'll take that with me. I've just been screaming into a pillow of late. Um, the old fashioned way. Um, okay. Um, shittest piece of advice you've received? I had a difficulty on my editing software and I posted in a Facebook group uh, that was supposed to support and uh, I had some problem with cut and it was not cutting where I was cutting and it was behaving in a really weird way and I spent a whole day trying to figure this out and I posted in this thing and they were like, you know, to cut you can do Apple T or something like mm -hmm. this or Apple E and I was just like, Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> is that stating the obvious to you? Yeah. Oh, okay. and disclaimer. <laughs> that, I mean, for I me, was, that is good advice. I didn't know that. I was already cutting, you know. <laughs> I just had the problem that it was cutting, not cutting the way I wanted. And, uh, when people state really, the obvious then, basically. Yeah, it was yeah. really condescendent. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, for those who are wondering, it was a sample rate problem, but whatever. Okay. <laughs> That went straight over my head. Um, <laughs> yeah, sure. Cool. Um, okay, shit you wish you'd known sooner. Things take time. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. And uh, when you're 35, you're not that old. It's okay. Mm. <laughs> mm -hmm. Do you think you've gotten better at believing that and allowing yourself to feel that? Yeah, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, And um, that's also one thing that is really nice about Berlin, but I guess you could find this also somewhere else, is that because people have this way of living, um, I'm doing some little circles with my hands right now, <laughs> <laughs> uh, to, to do one thing and then jump onto another yeah. and then another one, those off-roads take time, you know, and sometimes... Because you went off-road and it feels weird at the time you're doing it, you can go back to this and like, oh, now it makes sense. Yeah. And also it's kind of like things take time, but also we have time. Yeah. Like, I think I think we often feel like time is running out. Mm. I don't know whether personally that's comparing yourself to like your parents' generation or something like that, yeah. where there's these demands to socially have achieved a certain thing by a certain point whether that's the career the house you know but yeah. life has changed I think and there's more time to find the right path mm. so what do you think has taken time for you mm, to find the confidence to embrace my nerdiness <laughs> <laughs> yeah I I think that it was not a girl thing mm. I've always done things that are not a girl thing. You know, I right. played guitar and then yeah. I played jazz guitar and I was the only woman in this thing. Yeah. Like my best friend was doing piano and singing mm -hmm. and I was in this instrumental thing. And then when I was studying music in Paris, I wanted to do this more like physics, mathematics, sound stuff, mm -hmm. but I was, I didn't feel supported or I didn't ask my teacher to support or whatever. But mm -hmm. the, the fact remains that I didn't do it and I've done it maybe 10 years after. Right. 
So I feel that there is a shift mm. um, between in these 10 years that there is more space and there is more more active willingness yeah. from authorities or from people around to make things a bit more diverse. But I was really missing a role model. Yeah. And I suppose part of that is about knowing yourself more. But how can you know yourself when you're like... 20. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, but that's the problem, isn't it? Like, we're expected to make these huge life decisions at the age of like 16. I don't know what it's like over in like France. Yeah. You know, you have to choose what you're going to do for your A levels, and those A levels yeah. are the things that are going to get you into university. And yes. then that's what you're going to do for the rest of your life. Yes. And having to make those decisions at such a young age when you don't know anything about yourself you don't know what your likes and dislikes are mm. because you've not lived if you've not met the right role models if if things have been so gendered that your experience of it has been contained yeah. how are you supposed to know what your life could look like and and the opportunities mm. that are really out there yeah cool the final thing that we've asked you to prepare is a shit shot and for context, that's a photo that either you have taken or you are in that to the external eye would look as if you have your shit together. But knowing yourself and where you're at at that point, you absolutely didn't. OK, well, there are many things because with the fact that when I did the EP or when you're trying to present yourself a little bit for the outside. You go in this like photo shooting thing and mm. you have a great photographer and everything. So I don't know. Every time it doesn't really represent the reality. Mm. Well, that's true, isn't it? That's, that's what Instagram is really. Yeah. And I often find myself posting when I'm least happy and most in need of validation, actually, weirdly. I almost don't post anything that is like taken on the go about like I, I have difficulty to post a selfie or something yeah. which is something that actually I enjoy also seeing my friend's face you yeah, know so yeah. it's not that I you know so I like when people do the selfies when it's mm -hmm. people I like and anyways I follow people I want to see of course I want to see their face you know I want to see your face <laughs> so, but then I'm like, ah, oh, I don't repose this. Or I'm like, oh, it's a bit narcissistic. Mm. It's supposed to be your space. Exactly, yeah. So the things I post are either like things mm. or I don't know. That's uh, sorry. Yeah, no, that's okay. <laughs> that's okay. I agree. Like when I first had it, it was definitely just a way of connecting with your friends and it's got bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. Mm. And now I second guess everything that I'm posting. Yeah. Um, I want to share that picture, but then there's also a part of me that's like, is this just really egotistical that I'm wanting to share this picture? But actually, no, like I should be able to share a picture if I want to share a picture because it's essentially my photo album and it's for me as much as it's for anyone else, you know? Yeah. How we've spoken about comparing ourselves to other people and stuff mm. like that and, you know, Instagram and anything like that is guilty of it. But nowadays... I compare myself to myself. Yeah. I'll like look at the picture from four years ago and I'll be like, I've aged so mm. much. Like I was so pretty then. Like, why didn't I know it? But the truth is I fucking hated what I looked like then. <laughs> yeah. If I'm hating what I look like now in four years, I'm going to be looking at pictures of me now being like, fuck you. Wait until you're 35. Yeah. But it's just going to keep getting worse and worse and worse and worse and worse. And worse. <laughs> when does it end? I just yeah. think that's so mad that I'm now comparing myself to myself. And that is some like black mirror shit. Yeah. That's, I think it's, it just teaches us 
to try to be present and try to know that we have time and all of those things. Well, Aud. Yes. Have you got your shit together? (sighs) (laughs) (laughs) I think it's okay. You think it's okay? I think it's okay. Yeah. I think um, it could be worse. (laughs) well that's quite positive that's a positive outlook (laughs) yeah everything can be improved but I think also through this conversation I think we made some space for extending the having your shit together thing and I think it's about balance Mm -hmm. and also like celebrating the mess of what life is yeah because this is also in the mess that you see you know this is what I meant with like oh when I was studying and having a lot of jobs it felt chaotic Mm. it felt like I'm running everywhere and I'm not doing anything but at the end it was also something that was okay and something that you're proud of yeah or when you're like during covid Mm. not doing anything and having no energy well maybe that was because something else was cooking I love that yeah it was making space for something else yeah yeah well this has been a beautiful conversation thank Um, you thank you so much for your time I hope you're not feeling too (laughs) coldy Thank you so much for coming on. It's been so lovely to meet you. Thank you for your nice questions (laughs) and for the space. (laughs) Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the podcast. This podcast is produced by Ant Hickman. The artwork is produced by Tim Saunders and the photography is by Patch Bell. A massive thank you to Cassia for letting us use their song Slow. See you on the next episode of Have You Got Your Shit Together? Now and then I'm just a little bit low I always try to lose my mind in a conversation with you 